0: hi welcome to the coffee chat show here on buzzing patea the show where we talk about things that are happening right here right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, do you know where I am? Because I'll tell you where I am. I'm in Hemingway's, yes, in Hemingway's down in Jonty Joining me on the show is Mark. How you doing, my man? Nice to meet you. How you doing? Great Greg? to have you here. Thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. What a place you got. Thank you very much. Unbelievable, it's like home from home. <laughs> I mean, like I walk through the door and I'm thinking, this is a London boozer, well, I mean. M-
1: it's, mission accomplished. Though. Yeah,
0: it's lovely. Really, really easy. You've got a fantastic way Now, we're going to talk a lot more about that in part two. Mm-hmm. Um, But what I want to do is I just want to get to know a bit bit more about yourself, Mark, if we may, and just, you know, find out a bit. I mean, where are you from?
1: I was born in Scotland, in Glasgow, but I moved to Jersey in the Channel Islands when I was a baby. So I was brought up there. Yeah. But um, I I came to Thailand when I was 24 and never really left. Did you
0: not? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I, I suppose you've got to ask that question. Is it Rangers or Celtic?
1: Um, Celtic for me, Rangers for, the re- Rangers for the rest of the family.
0: Oh man, I bet I that know. was interesting it's, when the football was brutal, all...
1: and I've got a first cousin who used to play for Rangers as well, so... Have uh, you? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I can imagine your household, because there's one thing that, that, you know, Scots people are very, very passionate about the football. Mm-hmm. And I've got some friends of mine, and they're like, oh, don't talk about them, and I think Guys, it's a game, mm-hmm. but it's not, is it? It's well, like, we,
1: we've had the best of it for the last nine years, so we'll give them, we'll give them a shot. Last
0: yeah.
1: Week. <laughs> See, you had to get the digging, didn't you? You couldn't, you couldn't resist that one, could Of course
0: or? not. I mean, in terms of obviously, you know, you, you're from Scotland and. Uh, what did you do when you were growing up, when you were young, you know, what was your...
1: Um, well, in, I, was, I was brought up in Jersey, so growing up in Jersey, it was a very good upbringing, it was a really nice place. Most people in the UK regard Jersey as like this holiday tourist yeah. destination and ice creams and nice beaches. It has, <laughs> it has got all that, but like when you get a little bit older and as you know, when I was a, uh, a younger kid growing up, it was very good. And then when you get a little bit older and there isn't so many options for you there's not many options for you to do and then yeah. when you want to try and get on the property ladder it's like even when yeah. i was growing up you know you know 25 years ago there or whatever it was quarter of a million pound for a wow. for a, just a small thing you know and that scared the crap out of me yeah um you know having a 25 year noose around my neck because i, know, I yeah. thought that that, that yeah. all would take all my freedom away so i never <laughs> And that was just another one of those reasons to, to, to get out of there. And I went traveling around the world with three of my best friends. Um, and Thailand was one of the stops. Um, actually, we stopped here, then we went to the Australia and we spent a year and a bit there. And on the way back, we'd saved up enough money to have a month here. And then in that month here, a week into that, I was in Koh Samui and walked into a supermarket in Lamai and met my first wife. So, uh, life took a different turn. I was planning to go back to Australia and, like, go, we'll go back to the UK, save as much as I could and just go back there. And because I loved the lifestyle and mm. the, way, the way the people were and everything about Australia that was great and I still love Aussies now. Um, and look to go back there one day. But um, it took a bit of a twist with meeting my wife and then it was a case of going back, saving up some money, coming mm. back. And I spent uh, 10 years in Kosa That was where i uh i first uh, you know i didn't in fact at one point i didn't leave the island for eight years that was in the in the days where you could kind of use an agent and you didn't really have to do anything um and uh, so eight years I didn't leave the island, so a lot of my friends were, uh, they had to come to f- sort of visit me and I got the nickname Robinson Crusoe. And <laughs> um, so it was fun. And obviously I was only young then, it was kind of like 24 to 34. So they were the mad years, got it all out my yeah. system. A lot of full moon parties, a lot of party. And, but you know, we did, I did enough over there. I had a, uh, a building company. Also, we, it actually started off with my first wife. We opened up a small shop in, in Beauport called Help and basically that was what it was forced for people that were like we need help with finding you know like a boat or wherever or or and then it went to so people kept on asking me about property i want to rent a property i want to you know for long term it's a month or two months or three months whatever um so at that point I, my tie was quite good at that point so i went around and spoke to her. it was a pre-internet um well internet was just starting you know we had like a, a few of the places in there for one mm-hmm. bar a minute or whatever yeah. but it was pre before people were advertising and stuff like that and um, I went around and spoke to a lot of the, the people that owned these properties. You know, you'd know, you have like bungalows, like a row of maybe eight or nine bungalows and they wouldn't really have any way of marketing it. So I would put them in my shop and then I'd take 10% of whatever the rent was every month. And I built up to about a hundred properties and that was That was good. That kept us going for a while and then the internet kind of came and then it was that whole economic thing. Um, And then I split up with my first wife and then sort of did a few other things, just just kind of got more into the property, selling land, selling property, but never really enjoyed it. Um, And then I went back to the UK and um, learned a skill, which was uh, trading on Betfair, the the sports uh, exchange. So I came back and and I traded sports arbitrage in Pattaya. For six years eight years wow. in total yeah eight
0: years wow so when you were traveling I mean obviously you've been to a lot of places you've mm. seen a lot of things I mm-hmm. mean if I was to say to you now what's the one of the memories that jumps out at you the most in all your travels not necessarily just here but in all your travels is there a place you think Do you know what when we went and did this in that place that was that was just so amazing
1: well actually I think when I was 17 and I, I left my mum and dad a dear John letter and ran away to the World Cup in 1990 <laughs> To follow scotland just with a, a rucksack and, and and stuff underneath my bed and just got a boat from jersey to st marla wow. that was something that kind of put me in and being in the stadium for the first a thousand of us got allowed into the stadium um just to see them train a couple of days before the match and the pipe started playing and they started singing flower of scotland and because there was only a thousand of us in the in the stadium it was reverberating around and then i actually realized the kind of what i'd got myself in for (laughs) and got a little bit overcome so that's one of the one of the overriding memories i have of uh, of of, of travel but did um, they win the game um they typically they won the difficult game drew and lost so they went out <laughs>
0: oh, no. as they always do oh, well listen you know, don't worry about it when i look at football i think oh really just hurry up and get it over with. You know, all this all this great yeah oh, we're gonna do it and i'm like no we're not
1: <laughs> yeah no, but we're Well, we'll see i think england have got a good chance in this championship particularly with the home game so and i'd like i'm not a bitter Scot. i've got lots of english friends yeah and i'd like to see i'd rather see the, one of the home nations win it than yeah than, uh, you know, somebody else in Europe. Well,
0: we'll replay this back when it's all over and we'll see how well we go (laughs) on because I reckon we're going to absolutely just just do our usual thing and just collapse. (laughs) We're
1: playing each other on Friday so Uh, that'll be the the turning point. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh uh,
0: so, I mean, Koh Samui, I mean, mm. I've been there myself and I've been to Le, uh, Lamai and Chawang mm-hmm. and to Bhoput. Mm-hmm. Boput isn't that the one at the top of the island?
1: Uh, yes, yes, in the Fisherman's Village. has the That's Fisherman's it, yeah. Village. Well, I yeah.
0: stayed there in a, if a memory serves me right, I think it was called the Blue Dolphin Hotel. Okay. I think, but it was years and years. I, literally, I came to, to Bangkok being a city boy, mm-hmm. you know, city to a city, and someone said, well, if you like the beaches, why haven't you been to Koh like, Samui? Mm-hmm. I said, where's that? And mm-hmm. anyway, so I got there and I stayed at Boput. And I remember going into, uh, what's the first one? Is the first one Chui, uh, Chuang. Chuang, yeah. And going, to, is that the one with the little river and there's a the little bridge and you go in, there's all the girl complexes
1: uh yeah that's actually uh, that's where the reggae bar is that's what you're right. talking about that, oh, is, that isn't chuang it's chuang noi
0: oh okay yeah i remember going in there and i was just like draw ding yeah. what is this all about yeah. it was unbelievable it was a
1: good it was a good 10 years
0: yeah, yeah. i can imagine i mean in, in terms of like the island because you can drive around it can't you in about yeah. 25 minutes i remember something like that. i used mm. to get a little jeep and i told this story on the on one of my um lives where i got mugged off at the airport you know that the, the little airport mm-hmm. there yeah, and, uh,
1: fantasy island airport oh, oh
0: yeah isn't it? it's amazing <laughs> isn't it like all the the, the reed huts and all exactly. that. exactly but i had a jeep and anyway I, I, I put the jeep to one side in this little car park and the guy's blown when he went that way and i'm like well all the cars are over there and he put me in this place over on the, on the left as you approach the uh, airport anyway when i came back all my four tires had been let down and there's these two little kids with a portable air compressor mr mr you need air and I'm like, well, funny you should yeah. mention that, dude. You know, like how bizarre is that? What like, a result that is. How yeah, did that turn I've got up? four flat tyres, not one four, and you yeah. happen to have yeah. some air, and they charge me 25 baht per tyre,
1: 100 baht. Classic.
0: Oh, unbelievable! Classic. Unbelievable. You've got,
1: you've got to admire their tenacity. It was,
0: it, it was just <laughs> hilarious. I was just thinking, how dare you? You know, yeah. you've let me tyres down, and now you're asking me, do I want some air? And you have to have a portable compressor because that's the sort of thing everyone a walks little, around. A with, little scam
1: across it? it is a Oh, I'm scam. sure they were. From a little the scam double. as soon as you get off. Yeah, as soon as you get off the plane, scammed they were probably liverpool
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm only joking before you start sending me all the hate mail how dare you say that i've got
1: some really good friends from liverpool so kosamui you went back to england no Um, no no. kosamui and then basically moved from i I went back to england yes to learn that that kind of skill for about six months and then came back here and actually came back to kosamui didn't really want to go back to kosamui i tried a few other little places went to wahin whatever just wasn't lively enough and then all of my kind of friends and that were down there. My friend had some had bungalows down there that he had one, one available next to my best friend and, and it just kind of made sense. So I thought at least I'll go down there, set up all the trading stuff and make sure that it all works mm. and, and then I can make a decision from there. And then a um, couple of, kind of like two months into being back there, um, I met, as she is now my second wife, and yeah. a month into meeting her she fell pregnant. So oh. that kind of changed stuff. So we ended up staying there a year and a week after my daughter was born, we decided to get out of Koh Samui and move to Pattaya. Her cousin had just moved, and uh, her husband and their children. And I knew that her husband very well, so at least we had somebody up here that we kind of knew. Really keen on golf, so I, particularly at that time. Yeah, so I was like, it's good for go. me. From yeah. uh, obviously, when Ellie grows up, a lot more options for schools, a lot more options for shopping. Like in those days down in Samui, they didn't even have they didn't have had a central or anywhere to mm. shop or nothing. To go shopping, mm. you had to go to Bangkok. You had to take a flight to Bangkok to go and wow. a few nights out and do some shopping. But um, but yeah, but I really enjoyed the days and, um, and the experience in Samui, and then when we moved here, it was a little bit more. Oh, it's actually there is actually, you know it's not not everything is fantasy island. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in in Thailand, you can actually do some business, and yeah. you can actually you know, um, so that was very good. And obviously, it's only my wife from Karat. Is she? Yeah. No. My wife from Karat. And, That's where I live. How oh, cool. Oh, I live she, in uh, Dan Well, She's from uh, Chon, uh, Con Conbury.
0: Oh, okay. Well, where uh, if you go through uh, Chokchai, mm-hmm. then you've got Dan Crean, and then you've got Karat.
1: Okay. And well, I live. I live. And well, Ch- uh, Chok Chokchai at the crossroads. At The crossroads. You go. You take another cro- angle, turn, right. and then to yeah. go down to where I am. Oh well, what mm-hmm. an
0: incredibly small. Oh, do you know? My mm-hmm, next right. question to you was going to be, where's your wife from, and how did you find it when you go back they, home?
1: Oh, I love it. I love. I Beautiful, love going. Yeah. Um, well, we we built a house. We've got like a three bedroom uh, bungalow there on, on where her old family house used to be. Knocked that down, built it and um, we've put a wall around it now, and a gate, so it's really good, and I'm looking forward to spending some time out there when I'm a little bit more, you know, chilled. Yeah. Um, because I do enjoy it, I like, it. It's, it's definitely a, a certain time, you know, like if, I couldn't, can't really do more than, I've done eight months stints and stuff like that, but I can imagine now where I am in my state of life, kind of maybe two or three months at a time is enough. Mm um and then maybe ideally it would be nice to do two or three months there and then come down here for two or three months or maybe the busy time down here and a quiet time up there yeah. if everything works out when we go back to normal oh god
0: <laughs> please
1: i'm i'm begging that day to yeah, happen you know well, really fingers, am. fingers crossed it's not going to be yeah. too, it's, it's, it's not as far away as what it was when we first started let's look at it that way
0: well that's true yeah and there are these rumors i mean obviously we've got the phuket sandbox which is mm-hmm. currently going to be like the testing zone and mm-hmm. see how that works and obviously uh the the rumors on the street are october the 1st mm. that uh, that's when they think maybe uh, no quarantine if you've got all your jabs and stuff mm. but i mean listen what you, do you think oh i see you you put me on here because i was just about to say but we both know <laughs> sitting here that these things just change and change and change i mean Look, we all well,
1: hope we all hope that they can pull through and do it but everything that they said even the vaccination scenario it went well for the first two or three days Mm. and then after that just tailed off everyone's blaming everyone else now (laughs) and when you're talking about something like that and then you get the Prime Minister come out the next day saying in 120 120 days days, yeah that was four months right Well, anyway, yeah. It, but but remember, let's not go a bit too too political now. No, but remember no. There, there is a general election. They're talking about an en- early general election getting called. Never. really. So if he was gonna if he was to do that, <laughs> then obviously he's saying that everything's gonna be he's back gonna in four months. Is uh, gonna get
0: me shot? Okay. Good they're, good gonna, gonna, they're gonna pull this one down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of like Kusamui and and uh, Karat and obviously Pattaya, you know, you're here. I mean, where would be like your go-to place if you could just pick one?
1: Well, they have different different oh, no, things that's what it's, I'm asking, it's very yeah. it's very difficult i think if i had to have one it would be Pattaya, because you do have the beaches and you can have peace and choir and mm. you know you can find all of that in Pattaya. Yeah. plus all of the western stuff yeah. and you can do business and stuff but like for for beaches and chill out obviously anywhere kind of down south i, I like ko chang a lot as well yeah. and i've come to really like that that's like ko chang is like how some movie was when i first got there yeah. 20 odd years ago um, uh, and, it, and it's kind of unspoiled and it doesn't mm-hmm. have the, the little scars in the side of the hills and stuff. It's protected, so I like that side of it. But I also like the walking in the hills in Karat and oh, seeing all the field, all the planted fields and stuff like that. It's yeah. you know, it's well, nice the ride
0: from here into Karat, you go up, up the uh the uh, yeah, Mass, exactly. You know, beautiful. Yeah,
1: well, now that they've done the road, I know, and, and the animals can go over the top and under yeah, the thing. It's, it's like brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it really is it lovely. Is. It's,
0: a, it's a great ride. I mean, I go up on my motorbike, it takes me about three and a half hours. It's just nice. really lovely, lovely, lovely journey. Nice. Nice. you mentioned earlier that you mm-hmm. speak thai
1: mm-hmm.
0: how good your thai pretty good pretty good mm-hmm. like really good
1: Oh, pretty good i can converse with low Thai. i converse with my staff right. and sometimes sometimes my i basically learned when i uh, i went and lived in in uh, gampeng pet for six months with my first wife at one point yeah and um it was either talk to my wife all the time yeah. or learn how to talk thai so i learned how to talk thai but it was just what a glass was what sunglasses yeah. were what a phone was whatever just what the words were the yeah. basics and then the verbs, which most of the ones that we know that ties like, eating, yeah. sleeping, yeah. drinking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, like... Uh uh, and learning the, the basics, and then understanding that you, you know, like to, to make it a negative, you just put my yeah. you know, in front of it. And then, you know, you just kind of so my, my tones and everything, they will say that my tones are very good, but my grammar sometimes I will get the words mixed up the wrong way, yeah. but they'll understand yeah. what I'm meaning. Yeah. I'm not perfect, and, and I'm much better at uh, if someone's speaking to me, I'll understand what they're saying, but I might not know. Exactly what yeah, it is I'm, I'm very that. similar.
0: I read and write tires, so well. okay. yeah, I've got a good level on it. And a lot of the people that, that I talk to on the channel, particularly, mm-hmm. say to me, you know, how did you learn to speak tire mm-hmm. and the way I? Because when I go home, mm-hmm. I am like like you've experienced. Mm-hmm. I'm the only the only foreigner there. And so, the in the village yeah so of course like like you say you know either you talk to them or you're just gonna sit there going <laughs> mm. okay and I met a German guy and this guy I was in the, the glass house down in Jomton mm-hmm. in the restaurant there mm-hmm. and, I, and I was struggling really badly to learn it took me like a year of you know really just basic basic words and I was at the stage where I'd say something mm. thinking check me out and then they'd say something back to me thinking ah uh, what, what did I you just say because yeah. that's not in the book that's you know it. you, you yeah. didn't use that and this guy was, was super good, like fluent, and mm-hmm. I just said to him, I said, you know, how did you learn, and he said, oh, two years, bosh, job done, and I'm like, two years? Like, are you mm-hmm. joking me? And he said to me, he said, can you read Thai? And I said, no, I said, I can't even speak it, mate. Mm-hmm. How, how am I gonna learn to read it? Mm-hmm. He said, go and learn to read So when you learn to read he said, you'll speed up your Thai like that. So mm-hmm. I did, I went back to my teacher, I said, right, teach me Gorgai, Georgian, mm-hmm. Orang, and all that stuff. And she was like, I told you that, Years ago, mm. I'm like, all right, okay. So I must admit, for so it me, the took a
1: German guy to tell you oh, that, what mate, the Thai yeah. woman had yeah. told you. Yeah, oh, fair it, enough.
0: You know, and he was brilliant. And if I hadn't met him, truthfully, I'd have probably sacked it off because mm. I was getting really disheartened. Because mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know yourself when you speak to someone, and they're like, huh? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I said to my missus once, I said they really rat my cage. And she said, what you've got to understand is it's not what you've said; it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's they don't expect you to be able to speak. Correct. And I'm like well it's their language mm-hmm. yeah but they're not expecting so they're trying to figure out what you're saying
1: particularly when you're going more more uh, northern God. and, and yeah. there's, there's less, con- oh. less contact you know my it's, Lord. it's like even some kids you, they still have that whole thing they there they haven't seen a white person before kinda yeah. <laughs> staring and stuff <laughs> and
0: they look at you
1: yeah and I'm like I had that Whoa. a lot more <laughs> when I first went up north like say 20 years ago like you know, when there wasn't the internet yeah. and phones because obviously the, everyone's got access to it now but like literally you've been walking down a village before and they have the whole you know the kids staring as if to say and they want to touch your hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> and your skin yeah, well yeah, yeah we can't talk can we we're, we're both the same there so
0: that's easy done i mean in terms of thailand i mean obviously you've been around quite a lot of the areas i mean is there a place you've yet to go that you'd love to go to
1: um i have never been to pp have you not and i okay, want to go yeah. to pp particularly after the tsunami because the tsunami actually happened uh, in the time when I've gone back to learn how to do the trading mm. and like I was so gutted because obviously it was so near to Koh Samui like and with me, me being able to speak a bit of Thai I was watching it on the news and like you were seeing all these foreigners kind of like and like I could understand what was getting said and they can't understand mm. and I was just like Oh, I just felt very h- helpless that I couldn't go and do yeah. something there. So I kind of said to myself, if that ever happens again, like in Thailand or whatever, when I'm here, I'm going to make sure that I'm there. And then obviously, unfortunately, we had the whole corona mm-hmm. thing. So um, we, I actually put, um, after about two weeks after we, we, we were told um, that I wasn't physically working, um, I put a, a, a shout out for 30,000 baht for us to do some kind of Fundraising, which turned into seven hundred fifty thousand bar, um, wow, which incredible. we en- which we ended up uh, feeding tens of thousands of people. And actually, last night it morphed from we called it, initially we called it the Hemingway's uh, Corona Appeal, um, and then when it's kind of three months into it, when things were starting to open up again. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, well, we need the area because we had all of the rice and all the different things all lined up against the wall. It was easier for us to pack, and yeah. it was just con- it was a constant thing. The staff would come in and help, and all that kind of stuff. So um, we needed the room again because we were opening up um, just from obviously just dining. Uh, you know, where we just had the basics. Here we were opening the whole bar up when we could stir- serve alcohol again. So uh, I'm. I'm migrated people from that to a thing on Facebook called the Patia Food Bank program okay. which is still running to this day we actually went out last night and, and delivered some food roundabout about town especially in, 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 oh, in, in downtown Patia so it's actually invigorated me a little bit now to try and get some more fun, do some more fundraising yeah. we've had 15,000 baht given recently that some money that I've been out doing re, uh, now um, but um, if anybody's out there and wants to donate then it's the Patia Food Bank program on Facebook and please check it out and see all the work that we've done over the last year and a half it's been it's been an amazing journey
0: yeah I mean I can only reiterate that and you know you guys have supported me tremendously with uh, with the children the orphanage that I'm supporting but you know guys I will put the link in the description below uh, if you would like to to support Mark and what they're doing it really is a fantastic course so I will put the link in below and uh, please you know get in touch and uh, make a donation it really does make a huge huge difference it really really does now we're nearly coming to the end of part one and I guess I've got to ask you this question because obviously you've been here a long time, you've been a, long, a, a lot of places, you've experienced many things here in Thailand. I want you to imagine now, there's a guy sat there watching us and he's about to come out. And we're gonna fast forward a little bit now, so let's just imagine that everything's back to open and the new normal, etc. So let's just imagine, he's sat there and he's watching us to having a chinwag, and he's thinking, I'm coming out to Patea for the very first time and remember how it felt. Mm. <laughs> I know it's changed a lot, but remember, mm what would be your nugget of advice to that person and say now listen son sit yourself down I need to tell you this what would you tell him
1: well there's so much (laughs) how could how could I do how how could I say that in one go I don't know Uh, uh,
0: first thing is first
1: first thing is don't fall in love on your first trip Say about oh hold on (laughs) well that was that was my second trip (laughs) that was my second okay Um, now don't fall in love on your first trip Uh, yeah you know try a few different options out you know enjoy yourself Mm -hmm. um, and um, think through here not four foot <laughs> south yeah, yeah. that hangs between your legs
0: oh yeah that's uh, that's a great piece of advice all right
1: yeah I I like that. that kind of sums it up i think the amount of people i see thinking through that rather oh, than that yeah. it's like they get off the plane and it just you just wouldn't well here's here's the nugget don't uh, don't make decision don't make any decisions here that you wouldn't make at home oh
0: do you know what i like that no one's ever said that before don't make decisions here that you wouldn't make back home
1: so that brings all sorts of things cool, into yeah. it. Ladyboys, like yeah. transvestites. <laughs> For some reason, people think that that's all it, You know, that's their thing oh, when they come over it. You know. Honestly, we, we've got a forum on Discord
0: where we've got loads of chat rooms, etc. We've got a ladyboy chat room. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I post pictures of, of ladyboys and people like, that's a girl. I'm like, nope, no. it's not. And they're like, it is. I'm like, seriously, mm-hmm. it's not.
1: And by the way, I don't have anything. There's no, no it's just, it wouldn't be my thing. But, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, I, I've known in the past experience of guys that have got involved and realized that they they, they hadn't. They know,
0: yeah, they know. <laughs> don't worry. I've, I've, I've <laughs> told them everything. They know. Yeah, I, they yeah. hadn't oh. and
1: uh, it's kind of a little bit of a scar, so. In it's some definitely
0: cases. a challenging moment in your life. That, what I will say is mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've shared my stories with them, uh, you know, two in, in Walking Street when I was mullered. Mm-hmm. That, that really didn't go down very well. And, and the one in Bangkok, absolutely, hands down, just, just me proper, like, no idea whatsoever mm-hmm. until it was that final moment. And we'd already done the separate showers, etc. Mm-hmm. Got into bed, the light was off. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not the best looking guy. All, but there's no need to take the mickey out of me. But anyway, I got there and I was like, you've got to be joking me. And honestly, I would have put, you say about your trading.
1: A, hand, a handful of meat and two veg. Oh, mate, honestly, <laughs> you're saying about
0: your trading, I would have put all my life savings on anything you'd have said, that, that was definitely a straight one. And it was just, yeah, and yeah, was God. Like, oh well, my Lord. There you but anyway, this, that's been fantastic. Thanks so much, Mark. Now no guys, part two, okay. Mark here is the manager at Hemingway's. Uh, there is a link in the description below. This place is fantastic. It's really like what I would class as a, a home from home kind of boozer. Um, it really is lovely. You'll see the video in part two when I'll, I'll go around and show you what it all looks like. And then we're gonna tap into Mark and ask him what's it been like without stating the obvious about the last 18 months here and you know the future when things change and, and just generally what it's like running what is a very, very large bar. It's probably, you've got me be probably one of the largest bars here, not you? One of them,
1: 180 yeah. seater.
0: 180 seats, there you go. So if you want a party, you know where to come. Been a pleasure my friend. Nice one. Thank you so much. Indeed. Guys, too. that's it from us here today. Uh, As always, please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Check out our Discord chat group. There's forum after forum after forum on there, and it's live, okay? You're not going to write a message and sit there waiting for someone to reply. It's ding. Whoever's on there will see it. They all reply. It's a brilliant chat group. Have a look. And join our members area. There's more and more members joining our YouTube members each and every week, and basically what I'll be doing is going to speak to local businesses and saying if someone comes in here with a members card, is a special you can offer them? Maybe it's a a, a buy five get one free or whatever we'll so i'll have a word with him in a minute don't worry didn't know that was coming did you
1: <laughs> we'll work something out uh,
0: yeah there you go all right guys so that's it from us today thank you very much for watching and please as always stay safe